0: Is he, can you turn him up anyway in my headphones? He's kind. He's like quiet. Did we ever do like a test record as well with him?
1: Yeah, I was tested. Oh, wow. He's like put way down. Okay, Cliff, now say something.
2: Oh, Shiana is a bitch and she never should have been released. <laughs> oh. Just an absolute garbage hero.
0: <laughs> check one, check two. Jeez, dude. Those are fighting words. Consider
2: it considering you had to rip on dorian data i just had to go for the absolute worst hero that's ever been. Hey, conceived
1: it's there.
0: easy to rip on Data, at all though
1: tyler's just a double d kind of guy <laughs> yeah
2: ty's a big double dip guy and he just loves getting in there
0: back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 19 of Big Deck Energy. Uh, joined with me today, as always, is my co-host, Josh Lucian and Benjamin Clifford. Uh, today, we have the Wraith review for Crucible of War, the third set in Flesh and Blood. Um, we have a little bit of news to go over as well. We got a nice spoiler I'd like to touch on. Yes. Um, And just a bit of Armory news. It's going to be a pretty laid-back episode today. Um, Not much going on in the old news front, but... A
1: little tinge.
0: I suppose, yeah. I mean, we're getting spoilers kind of every week now um, to go over. But uh, also Battle Harden, that was pretty spicy. Uh, But yeah, let's get into it. Um, We all were able to play in the Armory. Well, I say all um, when I... I mean, minus Cliff, because Cliff is four hours away, yep, but yep. Uh, you and Bailey were both at the armory yesterday, so yes. that was pretty awesome. Uh, I love it when we can all uh, play in them. Come together? Yeah. Uh, we had some fun, too. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Why don't we start with you, Josh? How was your armory yesterday?
1: Well, so last week on the pod, I was saying I wanted to build a Kano and play. Mm-hmm. Well, I did the thing. So I built the Kano. Mm-hmm. I've never played Kano in my life. Ever. Not one game? Not one game. <laughs> Didn't even play it on Talishar. I, I, just, I just built the deck and was oh, like, fuck so it, good. let's go. So, went into the armory. First game, I played into Nathan on Riptide, and the deck was just flowing. I was able to block out everything that he was throwing at me most of the time. Um, anytime he presented an inertia, I had to just. Because I only have two Aether Wildfires, I don't have three.
0: Oh, so, you like just don't have the third yeah, copy? Yeah, okay. Oh,
1: gotcha. So. I had one in Arsenal, knew the other one was coming up in the pitch stack like way longer. So I was like, mm, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I want to, I better just hold it. So yeah. I just was able to block out chip damage and then uh, present 32 at the end. Fuck so. okay, yeah, dude. Got that one. And then uh, game Hell two, yeah. game two and three were probably some of the worst matchups for Kano ever, too. So game two, I went into Carter with Arachne. And let me tell you, when somebody's milling and messing with your deck, Kano and you're trying to pitch stack perfectly it don't work yeah yeah (laughs) it don't work at all but it's a it's it was a fun game very fun very interesting it was both our first time Mm kind of playing into each other so it was just weird because he never knew when to like get rid of a card off the top because if i drop a or like if the contract says to do a blue right do you leave the red on top to like hopefully they yeah if it's good enough, If yeah. it's good enough, or do you switch it to complete the contract?
0: Well, this kind of like goes back to um, Arachne originally being in Arcane as well. I know. It's like messing with the top of your deck and Kano, you know.
1: And that's what I was thinking about the whole time I was playing. I was like, wow, this yeah. would have been messed. This, yeah. this would have made Kano's road so much harder mm-hmm. to success almost. Mm-hmm. But um, no, my third game also was Rhynar into Rick. And let me tell you, when they're intimidating the cards that you need <laughs> out of your hand... Yeah they're kind of forcing you to like pull the little trigger hard. before you want to Yeah
0: yeah, And you like want to be blocking as Kano You did a lot yeah. of blocking yesterday right? I did yeah. And
1: There was one turn where I was just an idiot And I tried to go off a little bit on the turn To see if I could get him to come out Because he dropped a Blood Rush Bellow So I was like maybe he'll leak out If I throw like a Swell Tidings If I hit it and mm-hmm. such So I tried to do it Ripped the Tome of Aetherwind off the top And I was like okay it's a draw two Five card hand what did I do? Not block on a blood rush bellow hand. <laughs> Try to go off and not like fully off. Mm-hmm. But, and I lost about 20 life that Yeah, <laughs> Went down to 10. Damn. I was like, yep, I'm toast. That sucks. <laughs> I'm a mess. So it was fun though. I had a lot of fun playing Kano. Yeah. Definitely a different type of play that mm-hmm. I've ever played. So
0: It's like, yeah, it's like anti-fab. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's completely different. <laughs> it's like uh, somebody made the analogy. It's like playing poker. Like yeah, sort of. Are you gonna chase that straight or the flush? Or are you just gonna <laughs> let it go? Spade on the river. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got you got four off off the flop. Yeah, you get the flush the river, dry, and then and you just... get both of <laughs> them. Miss both. It's <laughs> the worst, dude. It is. But I had fun. So I ended up one and two went one and then one 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 two. So no 0-2 for J, Josh here.
0: Nice. Uh, I know Bailey showed up with Vincent. Um, he did not 0-2 drop. But, I mean, he still went all 3 but <laughs> he uh, played in all three rounds. God, I um,
1: love it, Bailey. I love that you just, like, <laughs> you're all about it. Well, he,
0: he, like, is kind of embracing the 0-2 drop thing
1: nowadays, I swear to God. Um, I just, uh, we were getting ready for a second match, and, of course, Bailey gets into Nathan, the guy that's been heckling him the whole time about <laughs> it. And he goes, so, you know, my 0-2 drop is on the line here. <laughs> Oh, oh, my God, best, damn it, yeah. Bailey. Dude, that's <laughs> why I
0: just... I love when we all can make it to the armory. It's just it's good. Yeah. Um, it was good. But speaking of Bailey, uh, he was actually my only win yesterday. I played Teklavasen. um, And um, the deck, like... <laughs> we, we've been ripping on it. I know we were super excited about the deck first, and then we kind of were ripping on it for a while. Um, But, like, I don't know, man. There's definitely something there. He... I'm not, like, one to enjoy fatigue matchups and stuff, but he has this, like, overall game plan you're working towards. So it is a fatigue deck, but you are kind of going for this combo turn. Um, I was able to transform into Mechlovas in all three games. Um, so pretty... All three. Oh Yeah, yep, all three. Um, in our game, I... He, so he was playing Vincette, which, you know, presents arcane damage. Yep. Um... And I had three rusted relics in my deck just for that, uh, and uh, Kano if I see it, because you know I, I knew you were going to do Kano. <laughs> I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling you were going to do it. Um, but the rusted relics are kind of weird. Like when you see the one you, or the first one, you just get it down as fast as you can, and the other ones kind of just become pitch cards. Um, yep. You don't really need AB two against a rune a rune blade. But let me tell you what that one rusted relic I was able to land it on turn two. Uh, i mean it won me the game i easily blocked over 20 damage in rune chance and i was left at like 22 life i think at the end of that game um and yeah without the rust relics i'm just i'm dead in the water yeah so i think i think the Rust relics are actually just like a kind of a mainstay in him for now um if you're playing like into rune blades um even a kano i feel like kano you know, can probably just kill you before you like
1: i was uh, almost thinking and like i i think i said it to you yesterday at the At the armory, Mm -hmm. like with Kane or when you're playing into Kano, what if you just stick to your like Evo game plan, not Singularity, where you just get your three Evos?
0: Yeah, Nathan's been talking about that with me too.
1: And you just run your Arknight's goal cap or something like that, Achilles Accelerator, yeah. Um, yeah, so
0: you there might be like something to that, um, because. If you're able to like play the Evos out and get the three to four Evos and have your like tanks come in for nine overpower, like Kano doesn't
1: like those. No, exactly. Um, yeah, that that's three cards he has to block with. Otherwise yeah. he has to try to go off.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah. Kind of went back to the drawing board last night, and was messing around with some of the cards and I could see I could see that being a thing, you know, just cutting the rest of relics for just actual A B pieces and mm-hmm. then uh, having just a different sideboard plan into Arcane. Um, but yeah, I I would just have to test it more. I think I too. feel like
1: that like be your only sideboard plan too. Otherwise, yeah. you just run well, you know because like
0: you're against Kano, like what are you gonna hope and pray to land all three rusted relics in the game? You know before you're dead. I like mean, I you don't got, you
1: got uh, a little time. It just depends on when I feel like the Kano gets his E pots out. Almost dude, too. I feel
0: like you have no time if the Kano knows you, you have zero AB on turn zero. If they like if because like the worst part about playing Kano is when they know the math. Like if True. they if they don't if you have a B and you have cards in hand, then they don't know if you have blues. Like it makes, it makes their lines harder mm-hmm. or I guess more, you know, the opportunity cost is higher, but they like with it. If you have zero AB, you're, you know, they, they know exactly what they can do and how much damage they can present and what cards to go find. And you know, it's a, the math is just like exactly. Yep. So, um, but yeah, you, I mean, you definitely could be right. Um, I'm going to play around with that, that deck this week, I think, um, but yeah, I beat I beat Bailey round one. Was feeling good, off the back of my roster relics. <laughs> um, uh, round two, I played um,
1: Tucker. Drama. No, I
0: think I played Tucker in the last one. Or no, yeah, I did play Tucker. Yep, you're right. Round two was Tucker. Um, that matchup seems horrendous. Oh yeah, I have a ton of poppers. The tanks all pop. But like the thing is, is you want to be attacking with those tanks? Yeah. Um, it feels really bad when you're forced to block with them. So, like, maybe bringing in more poppers against the Dromai. The Ash Wings are just terrible for you. Oh, yeah. Um, your gun can kind of take care of them. Um, but it just felt like... So, when I transformed the uh, into Mechlo, I was at, like, 12 life. But even then, like, all of his Ash Wings came in. I had a three-card hand. Meklo blocks for six, but like, what? Do, how do I block those ash wings at that point? Like, I just can't. No, you know. Um, so he took me down pretty handedly. That's for sure. Um, I would have to think about some. I'm not sure what to do into that matchup, honestly, with him.
1: See, that's where I think the fabricate comes in. You pull in something like that. I actually like cut that side. card, man. See, I know. I, I know. know you I, said, I, I just. Think mm-hmm. about it. You become Mechlo, and you mm-hmm. still hit twelve life. Mm-hmm. If you still see one of your extra Evo Steel Souls or something like that, and you're able to fabricate that in, that's an extra block for all those Ashwings.
0: Well, no, you can't. Um, you can't like equip more Evos after you transform. Cause... I thought you can. Well, no, you don't have equipment. You don't have an arm piece. You don't have a, a, a head piece. Well, that's you don't what have
1: Fabricate does, is it brings in the side, the prototype from your inventory.
0: Oh, you're saying, uh, right, right, to bring in the proto, yep. and then, okay, I and see And then, what you, then mean. you just drop one yeah, of your I extra you ones mean. that you... There were times had. where I would, like, draw up with Mechlo and have, like, Evos in hand, yep. and then they were just kind of dead cards or block cards or pitch cards, Because you know?
1: when you do... Oh, you banish the cards.
0: When you attack, you mean?
1: Do you... Yeah, when, when you, you attack ad- with yep. them, you banish the you cards. You banish
0: two cards from Soul. So it's okay, all the so, cards underneath him. So
1: that's all the, your, your equipment. You can just bring that back up if you have the proto bases. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's probably something there. I don't know, dude. The fabricates just are weird because, like,
1: they don't block.
0: Well, no. I, well, fabricate kind of blocks for four, sort of, because you can pump all your evos, that's and then true. you know they pump all one, and yep. then you can block for four with your four equipments. But no, there. Like, I'm definitely not suggesting that. You should cut, fabricate. I just—you um, weren't. I'm just one yet. to like eat. I, I yeah. I, I like to test things out and just I'll cut cards that I don't believe in just to see. You know, yeah. Get a firsthand uh, account. Um, but no, shout out to Tucker. He had not played in a while. Um, and yeah, he played the matchup very well. Just kicked my ass. <laughs> I didn't feel ahead in that game at all. Um, and the third matchup against our local judge Nathan. That was also a wild game, dude. Um, he was on Riptide. Um, and, f- well, first I do want to mention, our Armory <laughs> hero setup was wild. We had oh, a Teklavasen. So we had a Kano. We had a Vincent, We had two Riptides. We had an Arachne. A Dromai. There's one more I'm missing, I think. Reiner And a Rhinar. <laughs> so... <laughs> Pretty cool armory, uh, you know, hero layout.
2: Kind of a
1: wild breakdown for an armory. Yeah. Honestly, it's like our armories are
0: always kind of weird like
1: that though. There there was one meta hero (laughs) in all of it. and, And like, Tucker hasn't played for months, so mm-hmm. it's like a new hero almost. I mean, like, you got to get back in the flow of Dromai. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can just pick the deck back up and yeah, be, you know, yeah, for sure good at it. You still got to remember the play lines and everything. So um, it, it was a good spread. It was fun.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, But in Nathan and I's game, dude, he flips over, we start the game or whatever, he flips over Dreadbore, right? And then turn one or whatever, I like play some Evos and I look down, I'm like, oh, Dreadbore. I'm like, oh, what the fuck does that card do? I pick it up and I read it. I'm like, oh. Okay, this is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. No defense reactions from hand. Um, I draw up. Two sinks, two fades.
2: I'm like, oh, no.
0: I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> he goes off on some stupid arrow that I can't do anything with. And then I'm forced to, like, pitch those three, or pitch the cards to play something from Arsenal. It was like another Evo or something. Um, And then I draw up again, and it's two red unmovables, my third sink, and a blue. (laughs) So so I'm like, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) So I was, like, forced to pitch those unmovables again. So, like, I knew that, like, I had a bunch of sinks and fates and unmovables all pitched and clumped together, and they were all reds. And and this was at the beginning of the game. So I knew when I hit my pitch stack, and usually around around when you hit your your, uh, second cycle, you're about to transform into mechlo. So, like, you can kind of time it where you're, like, pitching early and you're going to see those you're gonna, like setting up your mechel turns pretty yep. early and sure enough i transform into Mechlo and i start going off and i'm like oh man i'm feel. i, I, I have to be close to my second cycle here and i drop, up and it's just like three sinks or or, th- or three the d reaction th- yep. you know? and then i drop another hand and so there's my two unmovable mm-hmm. and, and just like lose the game from that point yep um i mean i just like lost on the spot dude it was yeah. just and i had tempo and stuff and i was like doing the thing and mechlo dude the hero is so cool uh or when you transform him it's so fucking fun it's so cool but like that three intellect i will say cliff i don't know how you do it yeah. on that at all like it feels so bad because yeah. you can't really block right like i know he has block on him which is fucking nice dude it you is. get the six block block six block five block four block three like that's, that's wild that's so life. much life that's dude. a lot of life um but yeah, lessons were learned. I will say that it was a great armory. Uh, it really makes me want to play more tech low and figure that deck out a little bit. Um, you might be right about the AB thing. I should probably just try that, and I should probably be playing fabricates. To be honest with you,
1: because like if you if you get low enough life, because <coughs> like Kano's arcane damage, like you don't. If you're if you were to run the Rusted Relics over time, right for for the Kano tech, right, putting three. Rusted Relics, you have to go through a whole cycle of your cards. It's not, yeah, It's not going to happen. Where if you're running Arcanite Skullcap, you could go down 10 life by the snap of a finger, mm-hmm. and then you're below life, and then you have ab three.
0: Well, I think you even just play Viziotronics. True. Because they it's just AB2. have AB2, and then you play the Achilles to give you the AB3. See,
1: I wouldn't even do Achilles. I just try to keep three Evos, then you have the three, you know, you get the... Um, the,
0: yeah, yeah, maybe the, the only issue on is if, your, if skull cap is the only form of AB and you are, you're at more life than them, then you're just, you yeah. got no AB, you know, then they know, Oh, I can just kill you. Like, true. Um, I suppose in that chain somewhere you'll go down from, uh, in life from them. So then like you'll, it'll get turned back on. But there's been so many times where I've had skull cap and thought it was turned on and I realized, Oh shit, I have more life. Like, yep, you know what I mean? Um, i do want to apologize to our audience i am getting over a week-long sickness so my voice is fucked up and um a little raspy yeah it is
1: um it's just the watertown rasp (laughs) let me tell you it's been going around man something in the (laughs) water. um cliff be glad you're up there because it's it's rough down here man
0: um but yeah overall dude it was just it was like one of the funnest armories we've had in a while yeah. I went one and two and got my ass kicked all day, but it was I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I, I love that we all brought these fucking off the wall
1: decks. So, dude, I was so excited to like show you Kano, and then I wanted to play you. Then so when mad. Nathan was like, "Who are you playing?" and he asked me three times, and you, you, <laughs> I didn't respond. You just looked at me. and You're like, no. I was waiting for it. I was you're waiting. Like, for no, it. you did not. I was like, Yes, I did. Oh, fuck yeah, love it. All right, uh, well, that was our armory, Cliff. Are you going to play in an armory this weekend? I know you have them on Saturdays or Sundays.
2: Uh, it's Friday night and Sunday for the armories up here. and oh. I'm, I'm on afternoons this weekend, so I'm not going to be able to skirt out there and uh, play around with that at all at a Riptide.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, did you, you and Wes get any games in this week or anything?
2: Uh, kind of covered it in the last episode since we had that emergency recording, but me and Wes did play on couple of games on, fuck, what was that, Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yep. And uh, it was just feeling out the Blitz Riptide. I think Blitz is where Riptide wants to be, if I'm going to be honest. And uh, a little spicy tech that I want to try out in Riptide is Feign Death.
1: That's right, you were saying Ooh, that?
0: Actually, that, that uh, reminds me. Uh, Nathan played that card against me.
1: played it against it me. It was good. Feign Death is typically, mm-hmm. you see that in Ranger against a Wizard typically, mm-hmm. and that's, like, the only matchup people were saying? hmm I forgot no, exactly. I think,
2: like, I think in Riptide it gets a lot more viable.
1: I, I agree. I forget exactly. You, the... just,
2: you save yourself on that last attack, and then comes back to you. You can arsenal off of that one, so you can shoot your free-cost arrow, or you can just put a trap in your arsenal and pass it back. Mm-hmm.
0: Um in, just
2: in, you an extra turn
0: In Nathan and I's game I, I want to say it, it happened right before I drew all my D-reacts to lose the game at the end But I had go again with Mecro, uh, like, uh, transformed And um, Played something, had go again He took it, and then just feigned Death my, like, 9 overpower tank Or whatever, mm-hmm. I was just like Holy shit, that is good yep. And then I drew up my D-reacts And lost the game yes. from there But, um, yeah, I was impressed by that card, actually. He played it in the right spot, and it was good.
2: I think it's a lot better in decks that put a bit more oomph into one or two attacks. I don't think it's very uh, viable into, like, a Katsu or a Fi, or maybe even just a basic dash just for the amount of chain links they put. But, like, Bravo, Teklo azalea could you imagine feigning death a fucking 15 overpower red in the ledger
0: well i think well with the decks that usually attack only one time because feign death reads you have to lost life you
2: have to you have to take damage but a lot of azaleas right now are on that ravenous rabble plan
0: that's true but i feel like that has to line up a little much and even like with katsu wouldn't it be good against katsu because you like take their kadachis and then on their third one or like their third attack like they're surging you just feign death it and then now their math doesn't trigger and True. You know well, what I mean.
2: It would still, it would still trigger, wouldn't it? Because it, no. Oh no. No. If, it prevents if you, the damage from being hit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Even if you it don't block effect something, effect
0: if it deals zero, cover. it doesn't hit. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I think faint death actually would be have some, would that'd be some sweet tech into into Katsu. I think.
1: Um, yeah. Just. I, I want to play around
2: with it. I need to order some.
0: I might have an extra couple of those, Cliff.
1: You see, you see a lot of Katsus running around with the <laughs> shout out to crew reinforce the line now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have seen that card.
1: In A lot up. of decks actually, mm-hmm. like a lot of the agro decks are running Reinforce Line.
0: It's kind of cool. Um gets around dominate is and that, stuff.
2: Is that the one that uh, is it you pay to give it better defense?
0: It's a zero cost, I think. It's, it's a zero cost. You just give an attack action plus 4. Yeah. Uh defense that is. Yep. Um Yeah. So yeah, yeah they,
2: they like got that in feedback. Nice. Yeah, it,
0: that card seems pretty strong actually. It's gas. In right in you know, the right spots.
1: Just because if you need to block out on it's just like, you know, don't have to waste an art award block. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But,
0: um, all right. Well, I think that kind of does it for our armory segment. Uh, next week we'll be playing some blitz. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm going to bring some spice to that tournament. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, there was a battle hardened though this weekend, wasn't there? And there's some pretty crazy shit going on with that. Josh. Uh, Kano one, right?
1: Yes. Pretty wild. So, 10O, so, I think. Yeah, I think he 10Oed, and then I did not get to watch any of the coverage, but I think Wes was messaging, like in our chat, and he said that Kano like first turn killed somebody. Yeah, that's what Kano will do. <laughs> so did they have AB? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Probably I don't know. not. I I think it was uh there was like two Kanos in the top eight actually at the battle. Wow. Hard.
0: So Does Kano just become like better and better as people kind of see like, oh, the AB in the format now is being cut and yeah. well, you get to see these decks perform and at the Rumble uh, 20k or whatever there was a Kano that top 8 in. weekend
1: one of Kano's worst matchups is Icelander.
0: Yeah, no, that matchup was bad for the Now me, that for now sure.
1: that Icelander's gone, Kino mm-hmm. is able to open up so much more and his arcane is just like so much more detrimental oh, oh, yeah. in a sense. So it's well
0: it's almost like he got better on two fronts. Like you said, like losing Icelander, so you lose your worst matchup, maybe. If, yeah, probably your worst matchup. And then now you you take that with like the fact that people are cutting their A B. Mm-hmm. I mean, could it's not a, be lot a of recipe bad choice. for success.
2: People That's are what cutting A B and then <laughs> Also, I also think because of the way the meta's moving, uh, we're seeing less blues run in deck. So even if they, like, sideboard in the A-B, they're going to have to pitch an extra card in order to cover something up.
0: I know in my Azalea, I just had extra blues in my sideboard, even for Icelander. Like, two blue infecting shots, Mm -hmm. and then some other tech and stuff. And those, like, instantly got cut,
1: so... I don't know, it's just uh I think Kano is honestly on some people's radar. I think it's uh not a bad choice, not a bad pick at all. Sometimes
0: though, if you just bring AB3, like Kano can just be like, "Oh fuck, yeah. like, th- their days kind of ruined." Um if you have enough blues and you have the AB3.
1: I always do in Dory. I mean, there's like nothing else to really fill in Dory, so it's just like fill it with AB3 mm-hmm. just in case you do have the one chance of running into Kano.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to say, actually, this just reminded me, I don't know why I thought about this with Kano. I did want to shout out to Carter for winning the armory. Um, he was on Arachne. He was playing Dromai. He's playing Tucker. Yep. He won off the back of a Regicide. Really? Yeah, dude. And because Tucker is playing royal. the new tomes. Yep. So he had the crown of dominion. Um, and I caught the last yep. bit of it and I came in and he goes, oh no, you can't block with anything in your banish zone, you know, with the same name. Tucker goes, oh shit. And his banish zone is like huge. You know, yeah. you know 40 cards or something because at that point. They're, they're at the end of the game, yeah. you know. Um, and then he looks, looks at his hand, looks in his banish zone. There's like invoke uh Dracona Optima, I think is the only card he's able to block with. So he just blocks for three. And <laughs> he's like, You got the pump, and sure enough, card is like, sure do, and he shreds it. Oh regicide hits and he wins the game. Wow. Pretty wild. I don't That's think I've incredible. I don't think but I've I ever seen it. A... <laughs> I
1: called it I should almost give him the Promo Regicide yeah. for that, yeah.
0: <laughs> pretty wild. Uh But yeah, shout out to Carter whoa, for that. Whoa, that whoa, whoa, was whoa. that was crazy.
2: You're to get rid of that promo Regicide. You talk to this guy as Numero Uno. Uh-huh. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't you? Don't you be. Have you gotten a kill with me.
1: Regicide though?
0: Ooh. I have not. <laughs> Ooh. I don't think you qualify. <laughs> However, I don't think I you like qualify.
1: Pretty shiny thing. <laughs> I know you do. You're gonna <laughs> have
0: to fill out the uh, application, Cliff, and get back to him. <laughs>
1: Fill out the application. Come to my office around uh, five o'clock this afternoon.
0: Oh, Does so your long resume long. have a dub with Regicide or
1: not just i a... I'm going to stick
2: anthrax in your coffee if you keep this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay.
1: Why are you so aggressive? <laughs> I know. It's the best. <laughs> you know, you can hurt somebody's feelings, right? <laughs> no, not ours. Not ours. Um,
2: You're not a person Let's be real You're five foot four No
1: I put my scabs <laughs> Whoa Good thing I put my Scab skin leathers on Today dude Freaking, hey got some Hits coming in at me Oh man That's funny
0: Um, But Do you guys want to move on To the spoiler we got And we can kind of Tackle the what uh, we get? Crucible Oh
1: that Oh We got two no. We no, got two. Uh,
0: the that new yeah, new uh, That new new Minaris. New new the, they, they looked at the Numenaris that they printed, and they were like, "Fuck, we really messed up. Let's give them another one. Let's give them a Numen." Well, because now, like, the, like the one that they gave us originally just never is played. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Um, they kind of phased, like they soft banded almost, like you just phase that card out. Which I actually think, I actually love that LSS did this because it's just like a they're just acknowledging that they fucked up by making this card. They're like, "Look, we're sorry," kind of because you don't ever see a card game like reprint because they basically reprinted it just in, in like they like errated it almost in an in a new card they took it and they were like okay just, how do we I was improve just, this I was just they like to made that. an errata with but, a new card but like they just were yeah they just gave us an actual new physical card because um, like
1: well you think about it that new okay the numinar not the luminars the new one um it's hard to say because there's three different Luminaris's, dude. So it's like <laughs> trying to jump between all of them. So the one that came out in Dust Till Dawn, I'll mm-hmm. say, um, is kind of like I look at it as almost the Aether of Conduit out of Crucible, where it's like an action and it's just like not good mm-hmm. for Wizard. Like, why would a Wizard ever want to play an action staff on their turn? Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Yeah. Like, that's what the Dust Till Dawn <laughs> Luminaris is. Now this new one though, yeah. I do you want to read it from? I'll uh, let you, about, oh, oh, yeah, you I read it. it. Yeah, You're thank, the Prism player. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.
0: When yeah, I saw this, dude, was, we we uh, watched this in the shop. Uh, Nathan put it up on the TV, and we watched this uh, get revealed live. Shout out to Fino Black. I've watched that guy for years now play Prism, and you know I've even piloted some of his lists. And yeah, that guy's a Prism stand from the start. Um, and he got to release this card yesterday. Um, so yeah shout out to him Um, the card is called Luminaris Angel's Glow the art is absolutely sick as fuck it is a light illusionist weapon it's a two handed scepter it reads if there is a yellow card in your pitch zone the first attack action card with herald in its name you play each turn and keyword and your first angel attack each turn get go again so uh, (laughs) I know dude (laughs) So there's no paying into this to give things go again like the other one, which I think is where they went wrong. Um, This has the same text where you're like, you just need a yellow in your pitch zone to have this active. Um, And it gives your herald, your first herald and your first angel attack both go again. So you still get to have these crazy like wide herald turns, which prism would always kind of surprise people with where you'd have like this weird aura plan and then boom here's a war tune and another one cost and a, you know erudition off that you know yep. or whatever um but uh i, I was kind of joking around with some of the guys uh in in the shop and i was like does uh does prism go from d to s tier now you know um and i don't think i don't think it's that crazy d but, to
1: a is not i don't think that's a stretch no i said though. d to s <laughs> I, I know d to s is a stretch yeah. but d to a i don't think is too well, big. like s is just a little too much of a stretch sure but a is a, um, i'd say a good range
0: i i i still think the 32 life is gonna really hamper her um but i know like okay like playing against this new prism is still kind of annoying um the angels can be weird and annoying and you know they still get to play cards like arclight sentinel and stuff um this doesn't really let you attack with your auras, which I think was always the egregious part of the original Luminaris, was just making all of your auras zero-cost Kadajis. Yep. You know, you'd be able to like defend yourself with Spectral Shields and then swing back with all seven or eight of them or whatever you had. Um, you this know, card is a little more like...
1: You know what this new staff also opens up? like The actual card pool from Dust Till Dawn, where your Herald stuff, like the Angelic Wraith, sure. that buffs all your stuff. Sure. Like, those might actually be useful mm-hmm. in this. Because... If they had it where it said, "Your first um, herald or Angel gets go again." No, I know that. That's a little bit more bearable. Yeah. But the fact that you get your first herald and Angel, yep. Unreal. And and it's
0: for it's for nothing. You don't have to pay into this. No. That's what's key. You know. No. You pitch a yellow. You play your Harold. Uh, they pop it. Whatever. You phantasmal. You phantasmal footsteps. And then you also swing an angel that has go again as yep. well. And then sw- maybe swing another angel after that. Even like. This card seems like it's gonna open that deck right up. Oh yeah, um, wide open. To be honest with you, like um, after they af- after Fino revealed this, I instantly thought like I can't wait to get on on February and and start you know making it brewing mm-hmm. brewing this deck. Um, because I will be giving it another look for sure. I remember playing uh, the new Prism for a few weeks after Dustle Dawn, and it just. You know, I love Prism. It's one of my favorite decks of all time. Played her forever to, to a lot of success, actually. She was the only one that really kind of got me to the, you know, to, to gold, I should say, mm-hmm. to win that gold foil. Um, but I, I don't like playing bad decks. And the new Prism, it was a bad deck at first. Yeah. It just was not good. Um
1: it was kind of like a troll just because when we, did it felt the, like it. when we did the Monarch Sealed and stuff like that and like drafts for dust Till Dawn, you got to play the old Prism. Mm-hmm. And if you if you got the Luminaris, it just felt absolutely beautiful. And that's kind of what drew me to like play Prism that one time. And I've never played Illusionist. And then after playing her, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, dude. I was like, I want to play her. Yeah, dude. And then just looking at the new Prism was just like... And looking at Dromai right now, like she's good, but like she's it's a almost different style. At, she's it's a, almost LL. That's too. true too.
0: Well, she had like halfway, right? Yeah, more she's than halfway. halfway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's at I think like five, five or six. Five eighty or something like that. Yeah. 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 So with this with this new L- luminaris, it just kind of like piqued my interest towards Prism again.
0: Oh, yeah. I absolutely will be giving this deck another look for sure. Um and I think honestly, I think the way you build it is like you have your good auras. Still, probably. Y-
1: your haze bendings, your Yeah, the you know, the blue ones for ones. sure.
0: Um the yellow ones, you probably are cutting most of those. You probably still play Arc Light Sentinel into certain matchups. Genesis um, maybe in some. Yep. Probably Genesis. That card's too good not to, with the free card into soul. Um Spectra's still just like a guess, broken yeah, mechanic. Like so you want some Spectra in the deck. But I think you just build the deck like super angel, Herald, aggro, heavy, you know.
1: It's gonna be it's gonna be tough and weird though, because of does it uh spectra eats up just one action point correct
0: no it closes the chain completely So, so so okay so like if you have more than one action point you know how like uh well go again at the resolution step gives you an action point yep Spectra reads when it's the target of an attack. You close the chain, so there is no resolution step. Okay. So if you anything that has go again, you just don't gain that action. Okay. Point what about again.
1: Dash and Max though? When that is a way you. That points. is a way
0: you're able to get out of it. Like yeah, high going. octane gets around it. Your Achilles accelerator, just in the boots, gets see, around it.
1: See, that's where I'm sitting here looking at like Dash and Max, and they're kind of just like laughing at Prism. <laughs> yeah, what Dash,
0: I mean? dude. I, there's been so many times I've played against a Dash with Prism where I've like. Like had Spectra out, and they just kind of go, okay, pop boots, and you know, get rid of two of your auras, or you yep. know, I will play an Arc Light, and they just pop boots, and it's like they don't care, nope. you know. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's not many decks can do that. Not many decks the, are having that multiple action game with gaining. the new
1: dash. I mean, even just getting an item out. Oh, with the, the crank action, stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. it's gonna be a tough oh, matchup.
0: Right. Yeah, it's probably probably not the best.
1: But again, like. I don't think you're
0: just really going super spectra heavy because there's no, no way to like attack with your auras now. Um,
1: I think this new luminaris is pointing you towards the heralds. Yes, uh, it's guiding yes. you into that and the direction. angel, the angel yes. plane for angel. sure. Yes,
0: you still need ways to like get cards in your soul and stuff, which is through your heralds hitting. So I see the deck. I see the deck becoming a lot better, a lot better off yes. the back of this weapon. Um, and I, again, I just kudos to LSS for you know seeing it. Well, yeah, they they kind of knew. I think after a few months after Dust Till Dawn, that they didn't they didn't do a, you know Prism Justice. Um, See, ugh. and
1: it's it's hard because you can't errata her and then make her have more life. Mm-mm. Like that'd be even worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Erratas are, in my opinion, probably the worst thing in a card game. Yep. I fucking hate erratas. Yep. Worse than bans. I mean, I hate bans too, but dude, erratas are just. Ugh. How do you explain that to a new player?
1: I know. I know, like, like when they, like the whole Briar situation was just messed too. It was yeah. like, so what does this hero do? Oh yeah, that hero does not do that anymore. <laughs>
0: right, yeah, you, you need to get a new copy of that ha- card.
1: Had to have an armory promo box where you mm. handed out a hundred to every shop that had to hand out promos to every player that came yeah. in. Yeah. So it's, um, it's like just more of a hassle. But
0: You're not really a much of a Prism player, I don't think, Cliff, but what are your thoughts on this card? Did you ever, did you get to see this card yesterday? Or are you kind of hearing about it now?
2: Um, if you're directing the question at me, I saw it through the discord and just kind of had that moment where I read it, I thought about it and I went, ah, fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to give her some legs for sure, man.
1: Well, we, we did get another illusionist, uh, action that was spoiled. Cliff, do you want to, do you have that one pulled up? and want to read it for us, buddy.
2: I do not have that one pulled up. If you go on so the Discord. So guys got it on screen. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: Right. All right, well, it's a yellow pitch, uh, zero cost. It's called Dissolve Reality. It's a three block, and it reads, Each hero puts all cards in their arsenal on the bottom of their deck and creates a Ponder Token. Go again.
0: What's the cost on it? Zero. This is a weird card. I don't know how to evaluate this card. Um, it's...
2: Excellent tech into rangers. I'm not sure how many other matchups you like it, but it right off the bat it sounds like just a way to uh, remove the option for a ranger to have a six card arsenal. Or if you're into a riptide, you just rip the traps out of their arsenal. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess like Bravo too, getting rid of his defense reactions. Or if you know they had a pummel and you like over blocked on a turn, you could just like sink their pummel automatically. I mean, yeah, they create a ponder token and refill the arsenal slot after their turn on their next turn, but you're getting rid of their fifth card in their hand.
0: I don't know. I just, I remember thinking about this card and just trying to think of like an application on where to play it. And yeah, Cliff, I think you're right. Like, obviously it's good against decks that care about their arsenal, but like, is it good enough to like warrant a slot in the sideboard? I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't think so. I mean, Um, hey, it's a yellow, man. What are you talking about?
0: No, you're right. It is yellow. Dude, they have to make Prism Majestics yellow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have to. Um,
0: But, no, I don't know. I think this card is just mid. I don't know. Uh, Time will tell, though.
1: It does have cool art, though, I will say. I do kind of like the art on it.
0: Dude, I, I don't think they ever miss with their art. LSS that's, is that's so good about that.
1: The one art. thing I like about this game is that the art, that's what drew me to this game originally. You hear that so art. much. That's dude. like
0: one of the main things for people when they when they look at these cards. Um
1: my brother was like joking about it. He's like, "Dude, I could just sit there and doodle art too." I was like, "Then do it." <laughs> <laughs> do it, dude. Like why do not? It. <laughs> just if they just do a few art pieces, send them in and then is he, not even is he an artist? Is yeah, he... my brother's really good at drawing. So cool. it was my stepdad. So he's my stepbrother. But my stepdad was really good at drawing, too. And he was actually going to school to be a comic artist for like comics and stuff like no that. Oh, shit. Yep. So my brother took after him and like drew a lot as a kid. And That's awesome. And my, actually, my brother's a,
0: a bit of an artist as well. He can draw his ass off, and actually. It's kind of crazy. It's, <laughs>
1: yeah, my it's wild, man, how some people are just... Yeah, him and I are opposites, too. That. I can't draw for shit. No, <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I can draw somewhat because of drawing class. (laughs) But you put a pencil in my hand and tell me to just draw something? Nah, bro. No no chance.
0: No chance. There's fucking stick figures over here. (laughs) Oh, dude, for real.
1: We got Chicken Scratch, Ben Clifford, over there, too. Can't read his handwriting or shit.
2: Uh, It used to be that way. I've had to... Get a lot better handwriting since I I'm writing on reports now. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. I used to heckle you so much when we were younger. You guys cause... probably
0: haven't seen my handwriting. Is it chicken scratch? Yeah. You got My both of my kids have better handwriting than I do and they're seven and eight. So.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, I used to like go so hard in my handwriting back in the day.
0: No, my my handwriting is, like you said, is basically fucking chicken scratch. Uh, my wife gives me shit for it all the time. Even my kids do, too. Like. Okay, if I, do if I sit down you and I try, if I actively try... You can do it. I, I will write right, boys, and it boys, will be fine.
2: Boys, 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 bookmark in this. We're not talking about handwriting right now. <laughs> oh, of course we are.
1: <laughs> what do, what do Why you, not? <laughs> what do you mean?
2: I, I'm telling you to stop talking Okay, about fair.
1: What about Crucible. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, get into what the main segment of the pod. About.
0: Um, so, yeah, Crucible of War was the game's first ever supplementary set. And um, a supplementary set... Actually, we might be kind of doing away with those nowadays. Um, but a supplementary set was a set that was undraftable, and it gave every hero or, or a chunk of heroes uh, support. So, basically, any hero you played... If you open a supplementary set, you're able to get cards for that hero, Um, or at least at first. It got to the point where there was too many heroes for, like, one supplementary set to support all of them, Um, but at that point with the third set out, there was only eight heroes in the game. So it was, yeah, it was easy for them to have eight different uh, class cards, and they gave support to every class at the time, and it was a big, big deal. Yes uh crucible really really shook the meta up um i remember courage coming out i remember like they got crater fist the guardians got crater fist um mechs got their plasma purifier in that set so like a lot of heroes got Skeleta. upgrades S- oh it's too but i think at that point they didn't have like sonata so it That's wasn't true. um scalita was good but like there wasn't that crazy combo Sonata, mm-hmm. Scalita crap going on at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, that set, I just, I have such fond memories of that set. That was kind of right when I got into the game. Um, it was, it was right before Crucible released. Um, and then I think unlimited came out right after that. Um, but uh, I was buying boxes at like one nineteen a box, you know, mm-hmm. Um they only had the two legendaries in the set as well, which was a new thing for them. And one of them was a hero, which was I still think is. And then just the other weird. one
1: was a reprint. Yep. Too, the I'm other one was a it.
0: tunic. Um, but the also the fable was a visirai specialization, yes. which you kind of alluded to this before, uh, where they it looked like maybe they took viscerai. Visirai was supposed to come out in Crucible. Mm-hmm. Um, as just like a singleton hero that, you know, you get to go play this new Runeblade. Um, because why is his specialization in that set? Yep. And he isn't. Um, well, I suppose, I guess technically the token is. But um, they put Viscerai in Arcane and took Arachne out. Yep. Um, is what is what they said. And it makes you wonder if maybe Arachne was in Arcane, if... Was Viserai kind of the premier cool new hero that Crucible gave us? And the answer is probably, yeah. They probably originally had him in Crucible uh, with with his gem and stuff.
1: That's what kind of leads me just because, like, you look at Everfest and they're planning sets, like, three, four sets in advance. And I've heard it, like, James White say it a few times. I've heard, like, Flake, when he does his interviews with uh, James White, that they're, you know, sets and sets ahead in the yep. works. They're about a year ahead, I think, right now. So it's it's, that's what kind of leads me to it, just because it's like a guardian specialization fabled in that set of Everfest, and then we got uh, Bravo Star of the Show. So it's like almost every supplemental set we've gotten a new, like, bigger hero. Mm -hmm. Who was it in? Did we get anyone in Dynasty other than Emp? Mm -hmm. I mean, hero wise, I don't.
0: I don't think so. I think it was just the Emperor, or no? No, we got Arachne. Arachne was Dynasty. Yeah. That was like an, the big... Yeah. He was the CCEU. Yeah.
1: And then they came out with the, with the double... I think... I feel like they almost rushed Dust Till Dawn. Like, that, that kind of alludes me to, like, a rush of Dust Till Dawn because people were complaining about Prism not being here and, like, Chain being LL mm-hmm. after, you know, Uprising. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that was, like, a swap set or if that was a planned one. Yeah. Like, that's the one set that I'm, like, iffy about, but... For supplemental sets, I will say, Crucible is definitely one of my favorite ones. And Hands they t- down, they came out with some of the best heroes for Blitz. Um, just like they're all different in their own shape or form from even the original eight heroes. Mm-hmm. So they're just insanely fun to play.
0: Do you want to just kind of go through some of the heroes while we're kind of talking about it?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's break some of them down. Uh,
0: they gave us... I think it was like one of every class, honestly, or close to it. Uh, they gave us a New Brute. And t- to be fair, these are all Blitz heroes. But at the time, um, if I'm not mistaken, most of the world was playing Blitz. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the way to play if you're going to like any OP uh, system or any organized play uh, 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 tournament. They were done... Uh, In Blitz, or at least in in North America they were. Uh, But we got uh, K.O. in Crucible. Brute. Yep. Uh, He's the roll the dice guy. Um, uh, We got uh, Kasai, your girl.
1: My bae.
0: Mm -hmm. She was a mainstay in Blitz after they released her. um, I know... She was the first time you could really like dual wield with the Centauri's, right? Like, yes. Um, a true dual wield. It was a tr- It really felt different than Dory. I remember that like, was
1: actually the first set you got a one handed weapon. Yes. Yeah. the Centauri yep. sabers. Yep.
0: That uh, well, one handed sword, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I remember because Sai was very popular at, uh, after she was released and stuff, and she was good. I mean, the deck was still good with only the three sets out,
1: and you didn't even have blood on her hands yet. It was just Mm-mm. like the whole aspect of. um spoils of war
0: I was gonna say it's spoils is what made yeah yeah spoils I mean it was even good in Dory yeah uh, that card is just that card was like 80 to 90 dollars at one point do you remember that you probably weren't even in the game yet no I was not so I joined in just a right little aside Carolina. from the heroes here the cause I'll just go into the market a little bit I wanted to talk about the market and how crazy it was anyways but um I remember the first real wave of players slash collectors getting into the game was with crucible um, and within a few week period, the boxes went from 120 bucks to like four to $500. Um, and actually, it was maybe about a month or two. Um, but uh, at the time, I was buying Pokemon boxes and investing in like Evolving Skies, which I, you look back now and I, I made plenty of money off of that and that's fine. But like if I would have, if I would have been buying Crucible or more Crucible than I did, Dude, I would have made thousands, and thousands more. Mm-hmm. I still have a Crucible case sitting at home, a first edition. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to sell you that thing forever, I know. Uh, I but know. but uh, yeah, the market was wild. And when the box prices increased like that, the only way to get these cards was in this first edition product. So all of the majestic prices skyrocketed. Spoils was like an eighty to ninety dollar card, non foil dude it was nuts um all of the equipments were you know 40 50 bucks crater fist um cheyana um, was uber expensive uh, oh, yeah. the only way you could get her too was like in the cold foil version um, and I remember having a discussion with my boy Johnny clicks about it and he actually opened a bunch of crew um but we, we were talking about how like if they will they ever give us an unlimited version or will they ever reprint this in, in a more accessible, set and at the time lss had came out and said no they actually said we're not there was no plans in the future to to print this in in unlimited and kind of with that announcement things just went even more crazy and all the prices just jacked up and it was if you wanted those playable pieces in that set you You had you had to get them now because the prices were just gonna keep going and keep going because these all these cards are basically locked behind this like paywall Mm -hmm. of first edition product which which didn't feel right in my mind i thought like how can they make a hero how can they make a gem like this that is thousands of dollars and if you want to actually play them you have to fork over this crazy amount of money so in my mind i thought like lss is they're too smart to not give us an unlimited they Mm -hmm. they have to eventually you know i was under i i believe that in my heart of i i I totally believe they would do that yep and years down the road they ended up doing it which was good because all of those cards came down in price and the playable pieces you just go buy in crucible or uh sorry unlimited um but there was a lot of like volatility in the in the community with like the price increase of crew and then um Right after that was Monarch and then that whole debacle was off of the back of the crew hype. And yep. then that just crashed and like the whole Monarch thing is a whole different story. And I won't go into that, but that that happened with Monarch because of what happened with Crew and how much the prices shifted with Crew and how fast it shifted. Like if yep. you if you bought a crucible case, I remember buying cases for five hundred bucks. And weeks later there were twelve, sixteen hundred. Well, you know, oh. it just kept kept going kept up right. and up and up and up and up. Um uh but yeah uh yeah we'll, we'll get back into the heroes i guess i just wanted to touch a little bit on the market and how crazy it was because it, they locked playable pieces away in that set for months yeah um, <clears> and <throat> I, that, if you wanted your spoils of war you had to fork over 300 bucks for yeah, a play set
1: that's so. cr- that was like when uh surgical extraction had their misprint you know oh with right the, with the regicide mix-up like yep that's when we saw cards that mm-hmm. were just like a majestic same, same that, sort of effect that weren't staples even like not like a cnc mm-hmm. or not like a enlightened strike you know that's restricted to one hero type mm-hmm. so it's pretty wild that the prices were like that no yeah i know i'm um, glad i was never have you guys
0: uh, have you guys opened much crew
1: i've opened i mean the guy that you want to talk to is like noah farber that man opened up like 12 to Holy 20 boxes shit. of crew no joke i'm dead serious <laughs> Man loves cruise. Was it unlimited?
0: Yeah, all unlimited. Have you guys ever opened first edition?
1: No. Okay. I'm itching. Yeah, yeah. I know a guy.
0: Yeah, you know a guy. Cliff, what about you? You opened a lot of crew at all?
2: Unfortunately, um, I didn't get a lot of crew. Just a couple of packs here and there, and I never ripped anything. Uh, I never ripped anything exceptionally jaw dropping. I think my hottest hit was actually just like a skull cap.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, out of you mean skull, or skull, or skull, skull, skull horn, skull horn. horn, yeah, skull horn, skull horn. Um, no, Bailey would be flipping right now. He's like, I got a, almost a play set of freaking Arknight shards, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a blitz play set right now, dude. It's fucking wild, and I don't think Bailey's even pulled that much crew. I mean, I know mm-hmm. he's probably pulled a box or two, but mm-hmm. not like a few miscellaneous packs here and there. But both times, too, he got us fabled out of that set has been called nice it was pretty yeah
0: i opened up let's see two cases and then two boxes so 10 10 10. of first edition didn't hit any cold foil uh gem or shayana sadly no i got my tunic and stuff and at the time it was my only tunic that i you know i played with that that card um so i was happy to like get the tunic but man looking back if i just would have kept those sealed and Waited for, for Unlimited, them? yeah. Or, or just, yeah, have, have them for the collection. Well,
1: you, and... you had no idea. I mean, of course, no, of course You got to think you about it.
0: It's, it's gambling. That's what opening cards is. You're the, gambling. The it's LSS, so easy to have hindsight.
1: Like, is the company actually going to care that much about the secondary market? Like, starting out, I mean, they were in their first year of the game. So, like, the fact that they don't really care about the secondary market at that mm-hmm. point in time, I should say. Because, you know, they claim that first edition was for the collectors mm-hmm. and then the Unlimited is for the players. Mm-hmm. But obviously all the players want all the stuff right away. Oh, so and and like, that's,
0: that was the issue with yeah. it where, like, these playable pieces like Spoils, like, yep. you know, if, and Warrior was very good at that point. Like, oh, like yeah. Dory and Kasai both were great decks. And Spoils was kind of an automatic include. And if you wanted it, you got to drop 300 on those things. You know, that's how it was for months. <laughs> Um, but getting back into the, some of the heroes, we had Benji come out in this set as well. Yep. It was the first time we were introduced to Benji, uh, the old unblockable ninja. Um, I remember thinking Benji was just like super underpowered, but anytime they put a, uh, less life, less, less than 20 life on a hero, you know that they have something going. Yep. And then you play against Benji and you're like, oh yeah, okay, this is actually strong as fuck. (laughs) Like, oh yeah. He's, he's very strong. That deck is very good. Um, Let's see, I went over Kasai. We got Kasai. Oh, we gotta give a shout out to Bay. Uh Shiana was yep. was printed in this set. Um, she was the shapeshifter that allows you to play any specialization. That deck is just wonky. You get to play some crazy lines. It's like unlike any other deck with her. I still I mean, I still have her sleeved up. One of my be- best and favorite, I don't want to say best, but one of my favorite blitz decks
1: I have. Yep. And then I think that concludes all our heroes, right?
0: Uh we got Dadadol.
1: Wait, I w- I was we can about suck. to wait.
2: say, don't you dare.
1: Oh, no, you're no, no, right. No, 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 Cav Dane. Cav Dane, no, Dane, Cavdain, that's yeah, right. Yeah,
0: Dadadol. Dadadol's not in the set. Who? Wait, what is even a Dadadol? I don't even, what yeah. is that?
2: Dadadol is Arcane, or not Arcane, uh, Crucible.
0: Excuse dude, what me. are you talking about? Who is, what is Dadadol, Cliff? I don't even know what that is.
1: <laughs> She's is. <in>, she's proof. <laughs> We're no Fuck with Cliff. you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to start getting angry. I was just, you just no doubt at all. You just
0: see his face getting red like through through the Discord. I can,
1: I can feel the Can't fumes. Right now. Her out. <laughs> I feel the fumes right now. I'm sorry. Uh
0: but yeah, like you said, we also had Gav Dane come out in the
1: set. Bailey would be freaking out. He's like, How did you forget my man? <laughs> Cav Dane. He's more of a Guinness guy, but Um, but yeah, uh so those were the heroes
0: that we got. Um we can kinda go over some of the cards for them. Do you guys want to do that quick? Yeah. How much time we got right now, uh, we We're got?
1: pushing an hour right
0: now. Okay. Um, like I said, this was not going to be a very long episode, you guys. So, um, And then the Crucible, like these supplementary sets are a little harder to, not harder to cover. They're just, there's less to cover. Yeah. Um, even the lore, I guess. We didn't go into the lore. The lore was like a couple pages or one page, one article of basically what is happening in Wraith is you get a little snippet of Kasai... And Dory uh, is with her cell swords, and they're taking over these raiders in a village um, and the sky explodes in this shadowy purple stuff and everyone starts uh, freaking out and the villagers get on their knees and they're praying to the, the dragon. They say the dragon is awakened you know so whatever that means. Um, and and I, I suppose they were looking at Mount volcor so mm-hmm. it, it relates but um, and then with Dory, she's in the middle of town at you know in Seoul, and same thing happens. Shadow explodes in the sky, takes over the sky, and these like dark shadowy creatures attack Seoul, and that's kind of where that story ends. But it's the first time that we're seeing this shadow stuff start to affect Wraith and come come into play, and this really sets up Monarch. I think is what mm-hmm. I, is what what they're doing with the Crucible lore. Um, but again, not much really to cover on the lore there. Um, uh, j- they're just kind of setting up for for Monarch. Yep. Um, but let's go through... Let's go through some of these cards. Pretty much all of these armor pieces that they gave us.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, so we were going to try to do a top five for, like, the set. And I was, like, going through the set, and I looked at all the stuff. And I'm like, okay, so it's literally just all the equipment. Yeah, All exactly. the equipment's just gas.
0: The, and I remember, actually, the, the theme of the set was, like, you're going you're, you're gonna to go armor up and everyone's getting their fucking they're they're armoring up for this battle that's going to take place and everyone's getting their you know their their upgrades and their
1: their pieces as in like the demonastery right just like getting yeah getting ready for they're
0: getting revved up and getting you know their their new armor pieces and stuff um but let's i wanted to go over beast within actually this is one of the first cards that is on top of this list for me uh cliff do you want to cover beast within because i feel like that card is like really really strong just by itself.
2: Yeah, so um, Beast Within is kind of a staple for Rhaenar. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're if you're playing a Rhaenar deck and you're not running a Beast Within, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Beast Within, uh, three cost, yellow pitch, six power, three block. Text on the card reads, if Beast Within is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the combat chain, banish the top card of your deck and lose a life. If it has six or more power, put it into your hand. Otherwise, repeat this process. Yeah. What this is doing is this is trying to get you to intimidate it, not intimidate it, but get that discard effect off of Reinar's cards to get this guy into the discard, triggering intimidate and triggering that sweet ability just to get another card in yep. your
0: hand. It's like the only time you can kind of discard a card and replace itself in Reinar, yep. It feels like you know, so you're not We're actually not losing the a only card. Time Skullhorn
1: does it. it. Is there is
0: sorry I'm yeah, not a, blood rush not a
1: brute player that that too um Savage what's your thoughts as well. what's your thoughts on massacre is massacre another like kind of staple that you always want to throw in a deck I feel or is Cliff it? loves that card he always talks about I, massacre i know.
2: i i believe massacre is another staple you always want to have in your deck do
1: you think massacre is better really than do. beast within or do you like beast within better
2: if i had to cut one the first one to go between those two would be massacre
1: okay like i thought
0: uh, moving on to the, the Guardian. The
2: same is just too good.
0: Yeah, uh, The Guardian cards, like the the attacks they got, uh, Mangle, Righteous Cleansing, they got this Stamp Authority Aura. Um, they didn't really do much in the grand scheme of things. Uh, the Crater Fist, I think, is probably the most important card they got from Crew.
1: Dude, Towering Titan, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, <laughs> what are you, Bailey? <laughs> 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 Fucking Towering Titan blitz <laughs> uh,
0: No, that card was like a pipe dream. I remember that card, actually, a lot of people loved the Towering Titan, um, but... It's just a lot. The art's it's, cool. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah.
1: It is a lot to do, though. They
0: also got Chokeslam, which is kind of a mainstay in Bravo. Yeah, Chokeslam um, is... Good yeah. against a lot of decks, especially right now, actually. That
1: kind of plays in the same field as, I wanted to bring up, like, uh, Snapback for Wizard mm-hmm. out of Crew. Mm-hmm. Kind of just like a common that's just like a staple, yep. almost, that you have yep. in the deck. For sure. Until yeah. it gets banned, like Snapback. Yeah, yeah.
0: Only in Blitz, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, With the Ninja cards, they got the Breeze Rider Boots um that can kind of enable their combo yes. you know um or all their combo cards right yep
1: all combo cards yeah. w- which is huge w- for Katsu at the time cuz his combo lines were kind of messy and kind of hard so that was really a big big upgrade mm-hmm. to him um the the new combo line
0: in crew wasn't very played um that much the heron's flight flood of force uh what is it fine center. center yeah, yeah. Crane Dance, Rushing River, all that crap. Um, I remember, though, the Flying Kick. This card was was a mainstay in the Ira deck. Um, it was just so good. Yep. The Flying Kick was so good. I remember they would always kind of end their chain with a Flying Kick, and it just seemed to, to always... Uh, Torrent to, to Tempo is also so strong.
1: That was <laughs> the hard thing about that combo line, was like your first attack needed to hit mm-hmm. for it to even go. Yeah. So it's like... I'd yeah. rather take it where it doesn't need to hit. Another great card that came out of this was Salt Wound. I was just about to say, Salt Wound is
0: probably and, one of the best cards and to whirling, come out of this set.
1: Whirling Whirling Blossom, absolute <laughs> gas, dude. Yeah. Run that card in Commoner. You ever go to a Commoner event and you can play Ira? Well, she's banned now, but...
0: Dude, I had a Whirling Blossom Blittle Minowism <laughs> Shyana deck. That was fucking so bad, but gas. like it was so fun to just
1: draw all these cards and... Gas,
0: dude. Dude, do like 12 damage or something. <laughs> Six, six
1: yes. cards. <laughs> um, another honorable mention is uh, Bittering Thorns. We did get the yellow in the set, which is not terrible, but we got the red in the Round the Table, which has the breakpoint of four, mm-hmm. which is way better. Mm-hmm. Which I'm surprised why they only gave us yellows.
0: That's a that's a good question actually. Because maybe they just couldn't fit the other ones in. Because you
1: know Bittering Thorns isn't it's three, not two, so it doesn't work in Benji. Mm-hmm. Really only oh, works yeah, you're in right. Ira. Yeah. No, that's a good question. I
0: don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. they just went back and they were like, oh, we should just give this card an actual red and blue. True. Or something. Maybe they just designed it as a yellow at first. True. Um, definitely can't go on without mentioning Courage. The Courage of Bladehold is, I mean, still still probably the best chess piece, right? Honestly. Warriors? I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down it's the not best. not even close?
1: You, not even close. Not really. Um, maybe the Tunic in a wizard matchup, if it's like a long game and mm-hmm. you're just trying to gain that one resource over time. Yep. Um. Otherwise, I would like to say that Warrior probably got the biggest buff. I would agree, dude. Crucible. They
0: got Centauri's in this set as well. The Spoils War, like I mentioned, that Twinning, card was the
1: Twinning Blade. Yep, Gas
0: Twinning Blade is. Yeah, they had the all, the full art crazy version of that in the Crucible 2, which was just so good looking. It's probably my
1: favorite card <sighs> oh, in the game. God, that my card is so good art, looking. To be honest, other other than. Other than Blood on Her Hands. Like, if you're going based off of a generic, if you're going full art, then it is definitely 20-blade.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just a beautiful card out of the first edition product.
1: At the time, Unified Decreed, Not a terrible card if you're playing into the mirror. Um, that's a great card. Dauntless. Fantastic card when you're playing mm-hmm. into Bravo.
0: Yeah, let's talk about spoils for a second, though. Um So like you make the coppers and dory, right? But you're not playing this for the copper. It's just the natural go again and the plus two on the swords, right? Like it's most of the time I don't even create the copper dude. I kinda just just like forget about it and you're like, fuck it, I don't care. I don't need it.
1: I mean, maybe I had the idea of maybe running like cash in Dory (laughs) with with coppers potentially, just like a one of so then if I do hit my spoils I have some copper to do it. Yeah. And then I can just have a six-card hand mm-hmm. unless I get my Nourishing off. Then I got a seven-card hand with an arsenal. But well, that
2: also uh, that leads me into kind of like my honorable mention in Crucible is cash-in. Yes. Yeah, it's a rare, but cash-in has been shown to have quite the power ceiling for a rare card.
0: True. Yeah, I agree. Especially now, dude, with, with these, we're going to get all these gold tokens coming out mm-hmm. with heavy hitters. Like cash-in
1: With the gold nice. tokens, yes. and.
2: Cashin has been uh, an assassin card since day one. I'm, it, mm-hmm. it just feels right for assassins.
0: Uh, okay, moving on to some of the mech stuff. Uh, they got the Visiotronic Model I. Great headpiece. Yes. Yeah, straight up great headpiece. Magnetic Shockwave. I think this card can trap yes. people, though, into breaking it when you're just, you should never break this. Well, not never, but if you're using it for that's the how,
2: AB. That's how freaking Cortez got me. I've, at Cliff, our, uh, PTI. Cliff, I've, I broke my Visertronic way too soon.
1: <laughs> I've explained this to you so many times to not use that card unless you're in a matchup where there's no arcane. But if you're in an arcane matchup, you keep that thing there the yeah, entire I know. time. Yeah. Yep. And then when oh I God saw you break greedy. it, Cliff, you should have seen my face behind you after I watched you do it. I literally slapped Just died my, inside. I slapped my hand on my face and I turned around, and walked away. I was like, "Cliff's dead." I was like, I'm not even going to watch. I was okay. like, there's that no That was chance. when you
0: bubbled out and place ninth, wasn't it?
1: Yep. yep. God. Oh. I was rooting you on from got, the other I side got, of the pizza I shop, got Cliff. Too greedy. Yeah, you did. I <laughs> saw
2: the chain line up and Got him down to about ten, but then after that he was just able to leverage the arcane.
1: Just that Damn. that Rosetta Thorn, dude.
0: Uh do you yeah, wanna talk a little bit Do you wanna talk a little bit about Plasma Purifier Because I think this is probably the best card that Mex got from the mm. set.
1: Cliff would Ooh. argue different. Cliff would say combustible courier. What? Yeah. No. So I'm, or I'm high kind speed of impact off. even.
2: I'm kind of off the combustible courier and I haven't run a high speed impact too much. I, if I had to, if I had to give the Max the best card at a crucible, I'd probably just say magnetic shockwave.
1: yeah, okay. but
2: we'll go we'll explain uh, plasma purifier a bit here. So plasma fire is a mechanologist action item to cost. It has the text action for one resource. If there are no steam counters on plasma purifier, put a steam counter on it, go again. For free, once per turn action. Remove a steam counter from plasma purifier. Target mechanologist. Pistol you control gains plus one until end of turn. So this was... uh, You've heard us probably mention like tree frog dash and stuff Uh like that. This plays into uh, the dashes that just want to do the shenaniganry with their pistols. This also goes together with induction chamber, which gives your pistol go again.
1: Which also... So they try
2: to get those... uh, They get those out, they get their items, get the steam counters on them, and then they just start shooting the pistol a couple times at you each turn.
1: Fun fact about those two items, those are the only two items that don't break either. They stay on the board. Uh, After you get the steam counters away? Really? Plasma purified?
2: There's a a couple other items that don't break. but The list is very short.
1: I think there's only one other one that doesn't break. I remember... just one? I remember, what are you
2: thinking, Josh?
1: Um, well, it's induction chamber, plasma purifier, and then... Um, I can't even think of a different one. All, all the other ones pretty much come in with steam counters on them already and then bust after the last one's gone. What, what's the other Micro one that you're thinking of?
2: To- Microprocessor. Doesn't okay. Break. Okay. Well, that.
1: Yeah. I guess that's the <laughs> data doll specialization. Get that shit out of here, <laughs> <Shut up. player. laughs> but no. I mean, like the the two mainstay ones that are typically index that you see in CC are those two, and they stay. They mm-hmm. they don't break. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I will say just the after we move on from from the mechs, this uh, the plasma purifier is what made the tree fro- frog deck dash like viable or I don't know why they even call it tree frog it's just the defensive dash the item mm-hmm. the item dash and that deck was actually like very oppressive it was kind of the defensive deck at the time was I mean you'd think it was Bravo but it was actually the the turtle katsu that was doing very well if you wanted to play a fatigue slash defensive deck uh, crucible came out. Uh, Max got plasma purifier, and then they figured out how to do the whole pistol plan, and it mm-hmm. was it was a real deck for sure. Oh yeah, it was one of the better decks at the time.
1: Dory hates it, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on to the ranger cards. Um, we got perch grapplers in the set. Honestly, you just play that card for the two for block. The block yeah. yeah, you almost never are, are breaking them for the go again. There are times where. You can, there's like a combo now, not, not back then, but you can like try shot, uh, perch grapplers and then you like death dealer a bunch of different times mm-hmm. and they all have go again and it's, it's well, crazy anti-fatigue plan, which is kind of cool. Cause
1: try shot came out in Everfest, right? If I'm mistaken. Um, I think that was actually dynasty,
0: but I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe tails.
1: No, oh, it fails with Seek and Destroy.
0: Um, but anyways, yeah, the two block on the on the boots was just nice for Ranger. They didn't have very much armor block, so um, yeah, Purse Grapplers is kind of like a mainstay in the sideboard. Um, Remorseless was a card that we got, which still is a auto-include in all Ranger decks. I mean, lots of power on that card. It's kind of like a mini, uh, mini CNC, sort of. You yep. can't play the D-reacts. Only for Arsenal though, um, but that gets around. Like if you know they have it in Arsenal, you are having this big, big dominate turn with with remorseless, they get boned. Um, also, the art on that card is fucking wild. Yes, it is. You've got that person in the background that she just yep. filled with arrows, yep. <laughs> turning in her little contract card or whatever. <laughs> I love the I love oh, the Ranger cards. So good, they're so good. good. Uh, also, Poison the Tips. I did want to talk. We talked a little bit about Fain Death earlier, which yeah, card is strong, but. It's an instant.
1: Back then, it was only Kano, or I guess. uh, I still, I think it's
0: good against. I think it's good against ninjas. Like theoretically, it is Uh, with the kadachis. Like you leak the kadachis, and then you.
1: you They got you on the kadachi lock.
0: Um, but the poison the tips. I was actually a huge fan of this card for a very long time. Um, but it kind of becomes redundant. Where like, you play it. And then they just block, and then it's kind of like they discarded the card. But then, like you just kind of would rather have a pump if they're gonna block anyways. So like this, I don't know. I ended up cutting this card from um, my early versions of Ranger decks, but but I did really enjoy it. The on-hit discard on all your arrows is pretty cool. Um, we did get our first traps in this set as well, <laughs> which are we're all not, really bad. We're not good. Yeah, all really really bad traps.
1: Whoa! 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 Whoa!
0: Would you, would you would you care it, to explain it, it. Cliff?
2: Whoa, 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 Pitfall and Rockslide are should be in Riptide decks. Those two cards are just fantastic in Riptide.
1: They they are, but I uh, I mean in Crucible Meta they were trash.
0: Yeah. I remember well, there was, I remember no, playing
2: a no ranger trap. who could really effectively use them, you yep. know. Yep. The only this, one who could come close was Lexi, but if you put those in the Lexis, what are you doing, bud? They also,
0: <laughs> this was like the first iteration of traps where they all had to be played from Arsenal. They made the new ones now um, where you don't have to do that. But they still, they kept these old ones the same where you have to play these old traps from Arsenal, which was always just you, too much to ask.
2: With Riptide, <laughs> at least, you can play a trap from hand, but load one of those yep. in Arsenal, and then play yep. that one. I think that's what makes him like that's pretty it. strong, too. Yeah, he's able to leverage those better traps, I'd say, mm-hmm. the ones to play from Arsenal. I've been eyeing up Tripwire recently, just because it's that four block.
0: Mm-hmm. Tripwire's good, too, because you can just turn off the effects and stuff sometimes, which is like strong. You know, That can be strong in spots. Um. But...
2: Tar Pit does like the exact same thing and Tarpit is...
0: Pitches for yellow. ...able to play from hand. Yeah. No, no, Tar Pit is still from... Uh... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Pitfall. My bad, my bad. Um, we also got Sleep Dart in the set, which is like some super sweet tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Sleep Dart's good. Love that into certain matchups. Um, some of these Rune Blade cards are kind of... Whatever, I mean, we got Mob Skies, we got the Skeleta Dread Triptych, and Rattlebones.
1: Rattlebones, kind of mid,
0: yeah. Rattlebones was good with like the Skeleta Sonata plan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because they could like just recur their stuff. Mob Skies is like an auto include the, in all the room blades. Can't stuff. forget
1: the MVP <laughs> Reaping Blade from <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Briar <Breyer> playing <laughs> yeah. Reaping Blade or whatever. Charles Dunn at yeah, the National, it's fucking awesome.
0: Um, but yeah, Mob Skies, we got Mob Skies in this set. Uh, that's pretty much in all Runeblade decks nowadays. Um, I love the art on the, uh, Consuming Volition. Yep. Fucking one of the best arts probably in the set. Other than that, though, these other Runeblade cards are kind of, like I said, kind of mid. Um, uh, and then let's see, we have Wizard. Um, we got the Metacarpus node. Yep. Again, just a mainstay to this day. Yep. They all wear... It's crazy how many cards from Crew are still played today. Like, oh, yeah. A lot
1: of them. Oh, yeah. Gaze the Ages.
0: Chain Lightning. Uh, not sure if many decks are playing that card anymore, but yeah. Gaze. Yeah, like you said, Gaze. That's an auto-include. So Absolute good. Must. Did some heavy lifting for you, Lee, oh, yeah. yesterday I saw. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got our first counter spell <laughs> in in ether etherize. Oh yes, uh, negate target in instant card with cost of one, one or less. That's right. Actually, had my uh, art of war or no, yeah, my art of war uh, etherized in the RTN. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that's cool, sick. <laughs> um, other than that, and we got snapback,
1: ether spindle, not no, terrible. No, ether spindle wasn't in this. No, card. that's right, that's right. That was in snapback. Or... Is a great card though
0: um couldn't couldn't uh finish the review without mentioning talishar i mean yeah. it's the only generic weapon that like is good yeah or, or is it maybe the only generic weapon we have i think all the weapons are have like a class type attached to them um i'm pretty sure
2: i'm fairly confident that it's the only
1: generic mm-hmm. weapon yeah because we only have generic off hands
0: mm-hmm we also got Gambler's Gloves. What do you. I know you've played a bunch of that, Cliff. What do you think about that card?
2: Gambler's has been kind of like. Uh, it, it's to try to save me on Scabbies or uh, for like Rolling Thunder. If I hit like a one on Rolling Thunder and I think I can push lethal, I'll try re rolling that. But nine times out of ten, Gambler's is trying to cover up the ones that'll eventually happen with a Scab Skin Roll. Yep.
0: Gives uh, you one out. It can always
2: work. It, Sometimes you get that double one, and <laughs> you just want to go jump off a bridge. You just concede. It's the. Um, it's honestly just kind of like a last ditch effort, basically, for brutes to get that role that they need in order to become the threat that they want to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um. Uh. Yeah. Tunic can't can't not mention that we got the tunic in the set reprint, which was sweet. Uh, coax Coke's Coke's a commotion this is yep. always a card that I loved the art was cool there's a bunch of heroes partying Yep, drinking brews um, the application was kind of weird though you'd give each hero a quicken uh, each hero would gain life and each hero would draw a card and you it, get to choose
1: isn't this kind of when they brought out ultimate pit fight too or I don't think that, so no, that, I don't think that was a thing yet or was that tails when they kind of I don't even that? know if it
0: was a thing then it might have been, but it was
1: I think it was just starting. Okay. When we were getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. I don't I don't really recall when they started doing that. Um mm-hmm. but Cokes was good. I always like Cokes. It's kind of a weird card though. It blocks for two, which I just I don't know. I always Middles. hate those. Yeah, yeah. I always hate the two blocks. Uh, we also got Gorg tome, Gorganian tome.
1: That was played a lot. Fuck
0: yeah, I was. Cards cool. You, if you loved care it about every time. You loved it every and, time. You were the second oh, yeah. person to play it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, yes. for sure. Um, and then we had snag as well in this set, which I remember there was a time where chain yeah. was getting really good, and everyone's like, just play snag, and then you'd play snag, and you'd play it, and you'd be like well, This doesn't do anything, no, like it's fine, and it kind of like you know, dude, doesn't.
1: It, I remember when it spiked up to like 20 bucks when everybody oh, it was, it was more good. than that, even at was one it? point.
0: Yeah, snag was like the high hit or the you know, the big hit in that set, but that was when chain was popular, and like it, it does have applications into chain and other decks, yeah. but it wasn't the answer, the clean cut answer that people thought it was. I don't think. No. Um, but closing out, we had cash in, and we talked about reinforced line actually earlier, it's kind of funny. Yep. Uh cash in, I mean, not much to say about that card. No. Really cool when you have the money out there and you can Just cash them in yeah. for some cards. it's good. It's gonna we're gonna see a lot of cash in play, I think, with this next set too. So a lot of staples from this set. I will say we got a ton of staples from yes, Crucible.
1: We did. A lot of lot of mainstay cards that are gonna be here for a while, I think.
0: Well, that yeah, you almost look at the power level of these cards and like we haven't had a set that gave us this much like like wow. Well, just yeah, there are so many cards that are staples, like you said. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, you could, you could look at Everfest and almost see differently for some heroes. I there were like, some
0: good cards in Everfest. There was also a lot of whack cards in Ever, Everfest. There was. just garbage items, and yeah, we don't have an alchemist yet, so maybe those items are going to be good one day. Like like James White said, no. all, all those pirate uh, items, amulets. I'm hoping the alchemist will be able to somehow use those items to throw them or concoct potions or, you know, do something with all these shitty items and, and, you know, (laughs) talismans. I'm not looking at you, Brainstorm Kano, okay?
1: (laughs) Dude, I, I dropped a... I run one Brainstorm because I have like the... In my Kano, I have the Toma Fendol turn, so if I can whip off and get a few Toma Fendols off and then brainstorm on it's mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. cool little tech that I do. But <laughs> somebody looked at me they like, seriously, a brainstorm in your Kano? I was like, dude, it's, tell just, you that. it's just a one-off, okay? It's not like I'm running a ton yeah, of them. It's exactly. like, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Not um, much I can do about it, but. So
0: we have, we can move on to our, our questions. You guys good with... Uh, Wrapping up the
1: crew review. Yes, I'm. I'm good on that. Cliff, you got any final nodes?
2: Uh, no, I really don't. The one thing I just do want to say is, uh, we need another set that kind of has the power creep that Crucible brought forth into Flesh and Blood. Yeah, I actually, we, agree ha- with that. we haven't seen another deck, like another set release that was just able to elevate all the decks that were included in Crucible. All, all just Crucible like... made. Crucible made a lot of game-changing additions. Yes, yes like it did. Like was saying, there's still a high percentage of those Crucible cards seeing play even now. And we're how many sets down the road. Mm-hmm. So that's just an indication that they need to up the stakes somehow with the coming sets.
1: No, I agree. And it's like they've been doing some of these sets to just like buff certain heroes up to a level. Just give us one set that just buffs every hero. Like, like, I love supplemental sets so much. It's not even funny. Just, I don't know. I think it's cool that every hero gets a buff, gets extra cards, gets different things to play with instead of just one hero, <coughs> bright lights, uh, getting a buff.
0: One class, but yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Um, okay, sick. Let's get into our questions. We can try to wrap this up. Um, I'm going to save... Sully's question for next week because we're trying to we're kind of running late on time and also I didn't give this one very much thought and I'd like to kind of think about this one a little more so Sully uh, sorry dude but we will get to your question next week Um, and it is a good one it is Um, but Dylan asked uh, if you guys could permanently bring one flesh and blood character to life and be a part of the weekly podcast who would it be and why and then he says in parentheses doll excluded because she doesn't have enough intelligence for that (laughs) So you can't pick data doll, Cliff.
2: Well, we got tie on here, so we already Oh, got
0: dude, I got five intellect. Fuck you, mean. <laughs> Jeez. I just nourishing emptiness every turn, bro. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, we don't read the text on that card. <laughs> well, we read the bottom, not the top. <laughs> um, so
0: I had kind of a good answer to this, I think. And it's not necessarily even, like, like I mean, it is biased, but um, I would want Azalea here just to fucking see what the deal is with her, because you open up with her story, and she's, like, kidnapping kids for some, like, hidden forces, yeah. and it's really dark and crazy and fucking, you know, it's her first kind of, like, start in her story is just real real brutal and um, makes you kind of double take and then you get some of the art is is, you know she seems like a real bad guy but then you get this Christmas uh, last Christmas we got a a story where she's saving orphans and she's saving the squeakers and she's like a part of this team that's like giving presents to these like orphan kids and it's like well, hey, can we fucking pick a lane here, Azalea? What is yeah, going on here? Yeah. Are you just kind of like out for yourself? Or? I, pick, I think
1: so. I well, mean, maybe that's, maybe that's what, what it said. is.
0: Maybe she's just not as, as cool or a good person as
1: I think. But no, I, I would
0: want her sitting here to ask her and be like, yo, what's up? Are you good? Are you bad? I like it. Somewhere in the middle.
1: I like it. Cliff, um, how about you, buddy?
0: <clears throat>
2: honestly, if we were going to bring so, like one of the heroes on the pod, I, I honestly think it the two people that would be the most fun to have on would be Starvo or Guinness.
0: Love both of those answers. Yep. Starvo would just steal the show. Yep, we would he never be able to yeah. talk.
1: Yep. he is the star. of the show. <laughs> He
0: would, yeah, we, he would just talk over everyone and fucking.
1: I, like this be might his be coming podcast.
2: out of left field. I don't know how many people understand the reference, but I feel like that that guy laughs like Blackbeard from One Piece. Man, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just feel like he's got the. You yeah. know
0: what I'm saying yeah. Like Seems it. like he'd be a good time.
1: I like it. Um, if I were to go with one, I am gonna go with Eugene. I mean Yoji the Broken. Um, he, you know, he's wandering every week. You never know. He just strolls back in with a new story about what he went out and did that week because <laughs> he's not doing anything anymore. So yeah, what's I his purpose? Dude? Yeah, I want to know well, what, cons- what. Considering
2: he's Yoji the Broken, his stories are probably like. I went to the market and got <laughs> some oranges. <juice. laughs> you
1: know, you know. <laughs> Dude, what if he's out at the pits, just slaying away? That'd be cool if we get a new Yoji Hun- hunting Arachne, ability. the man he's that killed his man. Anyone. What if
0: that is like part of the story? They they bring it in where Yoji's like trying to like hunt him down now to get vengeance. You he know? is
1: the assassin of the assassin. That'd be fucking cool. Assassin Guardian.
0: Yeah, that'd be sick. I like that.
2: Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay yeah uh, well and with that why don't we get the fuck out of here boys
1: yes let's do it well thank you guys for joining in on episode 19 we're almost to 20 we're about to hit that uh, 20 mark almost Hell yeah. halfway through the year and we almost we... drink boys i know i know but we really appreciate all you listeners out there that come in every week, tune in and listen to us. It just helps us keep going. We appreciate every second of it. And you can always catch us on every week on Wednesday. Um, we release... So last week we had a late release cuz we had a little bit of a mishap but we should be right on par this week. But catch us on the Discord. It's always in the show notes.
0: It's public too, so anyone can join. You guys yes. can join and ask questions and it's a pretty it's a pretty good Discord. I mean it's not huge any you know by any means, but we've got a good group of guys in there that
1: if you I'll like chat it up. If you like to just chat fab, ask random questions, throw random questions and even non-fab questions. We love non-fab yeah, questions too. We do. Sean's question is going to be good for next week. It's, it's a non-fab a, it's a, question. Yeah, it's and honestly it is going to be one. a hard one to yep. kind of come around. Yep. But, no, like I said earlier, we always appreciate it. And catch us next week on episode 20. Peace. See you guys. Cliff, I'm waiting for it.
2: Oh, as always,
1: it's a pleasure. <laughs> Me too. I was like... <laughs>